VegCast. 48 contiguous podcasts. VegCast. Yes, it's VegCast 48, and I'm Vance. VegCast. A full menu from first to last. VegCast. That's right, we do have a full menu, and I'm constantly saying that, but this time it may be even fuller than usual. We'll try to fit it into the normal size of the podcast, but uh, we got all kinds of stuff going on. For one thing, uh, we have a another sponsor who is co-sponsoring along with uh, Cove, which I explained a couple podcasts ago. We're going to meet them. Uh, we're also going to introduce on this podcast a new uh, occasional series taking off from uh, Veg News Magazine and their cover story recently on vegetarian music and vegetarian musicians. And uh, we're hooking up with uh, some of those people. We're going to be introducing you to uh, some of their music and hopefully spurring even more interest out there in supporting vegetarian bands and artists. And today we're going to be talking with Noah Fralick of Young Rival. That'll be coming up. And we will also, as always, have a science fact uh, this one heading back to the lab, a nutrition study that seems pretty cut and dried and perhaps has vindicated the Atkins diet, or has it? You'll find that out as well. So about now is the time where I ask you to sit back, relax, and crank up your MP3 player as we unspool the 48th edition of Bench Okay, without any further ado, let me point out that VegCast 48 is sponsored by Farm Fresh Express. We make healthy easy. And right here at the top of the show, we're going to check in with Marianne Ford to find out about her organization on the Meet the Sponsor segment. All right, joining us right now on VegCast is one of the sponsors of uh, VegCast. This time around, it is Farm Fresh Express, and with us on the phone is Marianne Ford, the co-founder of Farm Fresh Express. Marianne, welcome to VegCast. Thank you. It's great to be with you. And great to hear you. We just uh, wanted to check in uh, as uh, we meet the, the people behind the, uh, the products, the, the services, and so forth. And can you give us just a brief overview of what uh, Farm Fresh Express does? Yes. Um, Farm Fresh Express was founded in order to bring local foods, uh, especially fruits and vegetables, to people who are not able to get to farmers markets or get into center city to the fair food farm stand which is one of the original um, providers of, of local foods and so the mission of farm fresh express is both to be the link between farmers and consumers and also to provide a really convenient way for consumers to um, support the local agricultural economy and also to support their own health and well-being um, by eating the freshest foods available. Well, now, um, I know that uh, there are some uh, CSAs around uh, the Philadelphia area. Is this technically a CSA, or exactly how does your your business work? Um, we are different than a CSA um, in that... in. Two aspects mainly. One is that we deliver door to door to our customers, mm -hmm. uh, and I believe most CSAs 
have drop-off sites, so that's one added level of convenience uh, that Farm Fresh Express provides. Right. And secondly, we um, have full custom ordering, which is now done online, so that people can buy what they want and the in the quantity that they want. Um, okay. So that's another significant difference. All right. Well, let me uh, just flip that around. I mean, the uh, the advantage uh, supposedly is for the farmer in that they get, you know, a certain amount of, of capital guaranteed and so forth. Do you, how do you make that work for the farmers that you work with? Well, I think that the farmers that we work with, in fact, a number of them also uh, provide CSAs. Mm -hmm. So they are, you know, they're putting together, a, uh, I guess, a, a broader range marketing plan, so to speak, for themselves. And I think what they really value about Farm Fresh Express, as they've said to us, um, because I go and make farm visits, you know, periodically, and I, I like to visit all the farms that um, who I buy from. So they have said that, um, you know, they see us as a really crucial link and that the way that we can provide education makes it worthwhile to them to as a kind of access to consumers. And I think a different, a slightly different market of consumers um, than might... Then, then they might reach through a CSA, mm -hmm. and so um, so I think that makes it worth their while to to sell to us. And in season, I mean, we do provide a fairly steady kind of um, you know quantities of ordering okay. for our farmers. Well, wh when you bring up in season, I mean, one of the things that uh, some people find when they sign up to get local food is that some of the things that they're used to seeing in in uh, their grocery stores are actually coming from South America, and those aren't uh, necessarily available at the time around here. Um, it, let's say right now in late July, what uh, in the you know in the Delaware Valley or in southeastern Pennsylvania in general, uh, what are the big fruits and vegetables that are uh, that are flourishing now? Well, the most delicious treat right now are the uh, the peaches have just come in. Okay, and so oh, they're just so delicious. Um, they can't even, you know, a peach that you buy in the grocery store from South America should not even be allowed to be called a peach, <laughs> um, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> in fact, I just uh, established a relationship with a new fruit farmer, um, and so we're now getting several varieties of peaches, um, three or four different types. So okay. there's, yeah, I mean, this area, we're really fortunate to live in this area because it's, it's been said, and I think it's true, that um, this area is one of the, you know, major breadbaskets of the world. Mm -hmm. So we really live in a place that makes it fairly easy to eat locally. And, and getting back to your original question, um, the other fruit that's in season, uh, actually coming to the end of its season, but that has, is just we always look forward to, are the blueberries. Oh, yeah. So we've had great blueberries, and um, before that, strawberries and raspberries. And, um, you know, soon the, the late summer apples will be coming in, and then they stay with us for a long time. So it's, um, it's, a great, it's just a great experience to become more connected with the food that's grown in the soil that we walk on, right. basically. It's kind of um, holistic 
sort of rhythm to it that that I really that I just am learning to appreciate more and more. Great. And so, if somebody uh, were interested in in signing up for this, how do they go about that? Is that they, can they do the whole process online, or do they uh, need to contact you first? What's the process? Yeah, they can go online to farmfreshexpress.com, and they'll find everything that they need there. Um, they can register if they'd like, put in their zip code, and make sure that we deliver to that area where they live. And they can also preview an order form and see what products we carry, mm-hmm. um, you know, what fruits and vegetables are in season. And they can do that without ordering, so they can preview the list. Um, just as a matter of interest, right. and then register if they'd like to, and then um, it's quite easy to place an order, and it's all fairly self-explanatory, and they can always call us at 484-461-7884 if they have any questions. All right, great. Well, Marianne Ford, thanks for uh, taking time out from uh, getting uh, boxes packed to send out to various points around the Delaware Valley and uh, for joining us here on VegCast. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. VegCast! Okay, if you picked up the August issue of Veg News, uh, you may have noticed a large feature devoted to vegetarian and vegan musicians, and as I said, we are going to have a an occasional series taking off from that uh, with help from Lisa Mickleborough, who wrote the piece in Veg News, and uh, without any further preamble, let's listen to her account of how that all came together, what the idea was, and uh, what people can look forward to in this issue, both in the magazine and on the web. Okay, joining us right now on VegCast is Lisa Mickleborough from Veg News, uh, who authored the cover story on vegetarian musicians. Lisa, how are you today? I'm pretty well. Thanks for being on uh, VegCast. And okay. uh, we wanted to have you just uh, as the person who kind of corralled this whole thing, uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, how to, first of all, how did you go about finding uh, you know, musicians who are vegetarian, who aren't vegetarian, uh, and sorting that out? Uh, because that is uh, you, something that uh, is out there a lot that you, you'll hear such and such is vegetarian, is not. And, you know, somebody says they're vegetarian, then you find out they're eating chicken or Something like that. Did you have any uh, any trouble with that, or was it all pretty clear cut? It was definitely. I mean, you know, as someone who's um, been um, vegan and, and doing animal rights stuff for a while, you kind of have your your ears out, like everyone else, about your feelers out about who's who's vegan, who's vegetarian, and so um, we were able to come up with quite a long list of people that we sort of suspected. It was kind of like a wanted list. <laughs> and, the usual um, suspects. And then it, for me, it was just a matter of contacting all of those people, um, probably over 100, and um, and and just asking their publicists, you know, if, if they were willing to, um, def- you know, d- define their clients and, and if their clients would be able to define themselves as, as vegan um was sort of what we were going for, and, and some of them turned out to be vegetarian, um, and and so that's sort of how how we went about doing it. Okay, so just, you it was just like a trial and error, you know, with our with our educated guest list. 
uplisted musicians. So, so uh, the optimum was to find vegan musicians. Did you? Uh, I mean, so you weren't necessarily trying to get a balance of vegan and vegetarian, but you found some people who were vegetarian. You said, "Well, we'll throw them into." Were, were there any other criteria for saying, uh, you know, which bands or which acts would uh, would make the cut, and saying somebody else, you know, that's that's really not going to be correct, be right for this uh, particular piece. Well, I think for us it was, um, you know, for the the the, the larger, um, longer interviews, we wanted people that you know were really thoughtful, um, had lots of things to say about the issues, and um, it, it wasn't so much seeking a balance between vegetarian and vegan. Again, you know, we were trying to get as many vegan um, artists as possible. Um, but we found that um, a lot of the people who claimed to be vegan turned out to be eating, you know, different things, as you said. And so it became, um, especially with the, the most well-known people, it became more of, well, who's been, you know, committed to, um, you know, vegetarianism for, for a long time, and, and that's what we as a, you know, as an editorial team decided to do um, was just, you know, to, to, to round up people who were thoughtful and who, um, you know, were well-known and who um, were, you know, ethically sort of had, had, had been made an ethical commitment on some level to animals and the environment and things mm-hmm. like that. Well, I, I'm wondering, did you have, a, was there any aesthetic consideration? I mean, you're, you're putting these in a magazine. Now here on VegCast, we're going to be listening to some of the music, and I have to say I've, uh, sometimes people have pointed me toward a given band that, uh, you know, it, it has a MySpace page or whatever, and they're they're passionate about uh, the issue uh, of veganism. But I I listen to their music. I I can't actually I can't imagine putting that on my podcast. It doesn't suit my taste anyway, and I I worry about that. Was there any consideration like like that for you, or just you were get him in there? I think what was great about this piece was just you know we wanted to get as many as possible that that you know, could reasonably fit into a, a spread, which, I mean, is quite a long spread, um, because we wanted to show how many passionate vegetarian and vegan musicians there were. Mm-hmm. And so it, it became less about, um, because we had so many, it, it didn't become, it, it was about showing the range. So for us, there wasn't really an aesthetic consideration. Um, obviously, you know, having fantastic photographs and things like that of the musicians are great. But, I mean, we had, you know... We had we had a whole range of, of people who ranging from you know the, the the so so-called you know cool indie bands from obscure Midwest towns and to you know just people who like to play guitar you know and, and write folk music and mm-hmm. and and classical musicians and you know hit, lots of hip hop artists you know the hip hop artists from France we have you know so it was it was trying to get a, a, a quite a variety of. Um, of musicians, and it was interesting to balance that with, you know, for the lesser-known people, we had put out um, uh, MySpace and, and uh, sort of announcements, you know, asking, you know, if you're a vegan musician, get in touch with us. So we had all kinds of people contacting us, and that became difficult because then, you know, certain kinds of people were contacting us and, and not other kinds. Then right. so we're trying to round it out as much as possible. And um, I, I should uh, point out, I said that uh, this was a magazine feature, uh, but I neglected to point out that uh, accompanying this on the Veg News website, you have an actual uh, a, a kind of MP3 playlist where people can go 
directly to vegnews.com slash music, and there's a uh, an icon right there of an iPod that you can select and hear uh, some of the music from uh, a lot of the people that you might not have heard of, and so you can uh, be introduced to bands uh, and actually sample their music that way. And I, I, I had to point out that was a great uh, kind of multimedia tie-in for this. Yeah, and then there were also, you know, some some bigger names that we were happy to get on there, too, just to sort of round it out. Um, we've got Joan Jett on there and um, and the Weaker Thans and Propagandi and different bands, you know, sort of just like a good sampling of, of, of the musicians that we have. So, yeah, we're really excited to be able to, to do that. Right. Readers. Well, so I think the piece did a great job of uh, showing that there are a lot of... Uh, uh, you know, bands that are out there uh, making vegetarian music or making just regular pop music where a uh, member or members happen to be vegetarian. And there's also people uh, that uh, that people know as, as kind of brand names, but th- a lot of people may be unaware that they're vegetarian. I'm, do you think that, they're, uh, that the average person probably d- does not realize how many uh, musicians are vegetarian or vegan? I think that... Um the average person absolutely does not realize that. I mean, um, certainly the response to the magazine from you know our our circle of friends in the mag- you know that that aren't necessarily readers um, or vegetarian anyway, we're we're quite surprised um, to find out you know how many just how many and who as well. Right. And um, I think that that I think that's what's so powerful about about this particular you know piece. Okay. Well, let me just. Uh, finish up with asking: uh, Is do you think that there may be more uh, vegetarianism and veganism within the uh, pop music, rock music community because of a, a certain, I don't know what it is, an ideology, a lifestyle, a you know, is it is it a Hollywood type of thing? I mean, that's that's what a lot of people might figure that you know they they put musicians in this particular category of a type of person. They say, oh yeah, well I can see them going for that trendy faddish vegetarian thing or is it uh, might it be you know that they're uh you know used to looking at issues and, and teasing out things as uh, as songwriters i don't know what it, do you think that there is a, a serious overlap there is it just as representing a slice of the larger population i think that there's all kinds of theories you could could make about that there's certainly enough you know um trends and patterns i mean certainly veganism is is getting to be very trendy, and and you know one would hope that that represents you know a radical shift in people's thinking about animals and the environment, and not just not simply just a trend. And it it seems like you know with the responses that we got, people are pretty thoughtful about their veganism and vegetarianism. And I think you know whether um, you know for the most part, we found out that the the, the featured musicians have been vegetarian and vegan before. They were musicians, or before they at least had made it big, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, you know, like for example, Erica Badu has been vegetarian for twenty years. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and and I think that that just, I think it's more just a kind of cross, you know, people who just happen to be vegan and vegetarian, and I think often their music um, allows them to, you know, I think most people who go vegan and vegetarian are thoughtful and think things through. And for musicians, they're able to work through those issues um, through their lyrics, some of them. And some of them, it's just, you know, I happen to be doing this, and they're not as thoughtful. Um, but I really do think it's, it's a, 
I would like to say that there's more of a, a connection there, but I don't think it's the same as, as Hollywood, um, in at least with the musicians that we spoke with, because most of them were ethical vegans and not health and, and, and you know, um, interested in, in the trendiness of it, at least is right. how it seemed to us. Okay, they're not just like picking it up because it's the the diet of the moment, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I mean, hopefully, I'm not just biased and hoping that they're not, but because so many of them have been doing it for so long, and um, seem to be, you know, have have made an ethical commitment, whether or not, you know, their their veganism or vegetarianism has evolved since being musicians, they seem to have made that ethical commitment for the most part before they started playing music, or, or in the case of, you know, John K. Sampson in, in the weaker sense, he used to be a, a member of Propagandi. I think he was introduced to veganism in, in um, that sort of community of, of, um, of musicians in, in, in Winnipeg, um, and, you know, the hardcore uh, community, and I think that that, um, but that spoke to him on a personal ethical level, like that informed many of the choices that he made about how he was going to lead his life in, in terms of other things, you know, um, other political views as well. So I don't think, I think that while there may be some, you know, mutual um, informing going on there with the music or the, you know, the chicken before the egg type thing, I think generally they're personal choices that people have made, deeply personal choices that people have made, um, and whether or not they've been presented to them because of a trend within music um, or within a community, um, these people seem to be, for the same kinds of reasons that other people are vegan and vegetarian, committed for personal reasons. Right. Okay. One last question, and uh, I hope this won't get you into any trouble with any of the people that uh, you've talked to, but do you have a favorite, one single favorite song that uh, that you think uh, really encapsulates the vegetarian or vegan ideal? One single song. Your favorite vegetarian-oriented song. Well, I have to say, you know, maybe what helps me not get in trouble with the people is that um, <laughs> I have had a long-time favorite um, vegan song, and I think it's because I personally grew up um, immersed in the hip-hop community, and and so much of, you know, me really getting engaged in it was realizing just how many conscious and... and ethical and progressive and, um, uh, you know, considerate and thoughtful MCs there were. And so I was really impressed. Um, I've grown up listening to um, Dead Prez's Dead uh, Be Healthy song, which we weren't able to feature him, unfortunately, because it turns out that the MC Sick Man, who had been vegan for a long time, had started to eat fish. Oh, and man. So that was disappointing. But before he decided to go start eating fish, he'd written this song called Be Healthy, and that was sort of an anthem for my friends and I, you know, because because the the idea about hip hop that that Erica Badu even talks about in in her interview, that it's you know um, flashy and materialistic and frivolous that sort of representation that happens in the media isn't at all what the community is about, and so that sort of represents that. And then in this issue, um, the musician that you know best encapsulates that. That's the spirit of hip hop and, and veganism is um, an artist called the Astral Projectionist, uh-huh. and his song um, that you can find on the playlist is is just I think does a really good job of, of addressing the issues while you know staying true to his um, his genre of music and, and the community that he represents. So I think that might be on a on a sort of 
ethical, political, you know, lyrics-oriented level in terms of veganism and, and my particular ethics okay. values. That's my favorite. Okay, great. Well, uh, Lisa Mickleborough, thanks for uh, joining us to uh, talk about the piece. It's a great uh, spread and uh, I think a great introduction to uh, vegetarian musicians and the, the whole phenomenon that uh, a lot of us may have just been kind of dimly aware of. So uh, I thank you for that, and we'll look forward to more of your uh, your reporting in the future in Veg News. Oh, thank you so much, Vance. It was my pleasure. Okay, thank you. And now let's move into some of the actual music. As you know, on VegCast, we try to play music by vegetarian and vegan musicians uh, every podcast. And that's one of the reasons that this was so exciting to me to see uh, so many uh, artists that uh, many of them I was not familiar with. Uh, Others, as I said, you might have been surprised to say, oh, that person is vegan. I had no idea. But uh, one of our mandates here is to share uh, the world of vegan and vegetarian artistic creation, and that certainly includes music. And uh, so we're going to kick this off by talking with Noah Freilich of Young Rival and hearing one of their tracks. Take it away. All right, join us right now on VegCast is Noah Freilich of Young Rival. Noah, thanks and welcome to VegCast. Thank you. Thanks thanks so much for, uh, for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Um, so we wanted to talk to you as uh, especially uh, one of the up-and-coming bands that uh, a lot of people may have encountered for the first time, and I was one of them, in uh, the pages of Veg News. Uh, some of those names are kind of household names. I think everybody's heard of Joan Jett, but uh, uh, we also wanted to turn the spotlight on uh, some of the, the people that we wouldn't know about except that you, Noah, are a vegetarian. Is that right? That is correct, yes. And so uh, I want to ask you, first of all, whether you have any uh, pearls of wisdom about, uh, you know, life in the, the pop music world as a vegetarian for, for perhaps any of the other ones <laughs> out there that are struggling with it. Um, yes, I would say you should fo- focus your touring exclusively to the west coast of Canada, namely the uh, fine vegetarian restaurants of Vancouver, British Columbia. <laughs> and is that where you are, uh, is that where you're based? No, we're actually based on the opposite side of the country, so it's a that pretty extensive drive out there. But uh, yeah. my favorite restaurant in, in the country is the Nam, which is in Vancouver. All right. And unfortunately, you have to go through a lot of very bad vegetarian vegan areas in order to get that uh, that far. But you know, right. that's the sacrifice you got to make. And so, do you get? Uh, I mean, do you get? You're, you're the only vegetarian in the band, is that right? I am, yeah. And do you get ribbing, or do you get uh, teasing, or do, is it just like everybody has their own uh, kind of foibles or peculiarities, and that's just one of them in the whole mix? Yeah, I, I, uh, I've, I've been raised a vegetarian, and the guys who I play in a band with, like, I've known them for years, so um, I don't think I can remember any of them ever teasing me about it, but uh, certainly it's. Th- I think they're always amazed at, like, the fact that I can walk into a restaurant and always have to be sort of critical of what's on a menu and stuff like that sort of <laughs> like my my the way i kind of need to change where i'm going to eat according to what's available is something that they wonder why i don't find more frustrating but i'm more than willing to to do that and does it does it get to be actually uh, a big pain in the ass when you guys are touring and you're not on the west coast of canada <laughs> yeah. yeah let's just say i've had a lot of veggie burgers from uh, many restaurants there's not a lot of options out there i'll tell you that much but although it is a lot better than well, like we've never toured in the southern parts of the u.s but i've heard like if you go down there you're you really just need to bring a lot a lot of trail mix and yeah. stuff like that 
veggie burgers. That's luxury. I can remember <laughs> in my day. But we, yeah. Um, well, so, and it's not, I guess you guys are not quite to the point yet where you, you come into town, you have, you know, your agent wires, faxes ahead, a whole uh, you know, list of yeah. things that you have to have and not have in the dressing room and all that. You, you're not quite at that tier, or are you yet at that tier? We're, uh, no, like certainly we're treated better in certain cities than others, but uh, we're not at a point where we have enough leverage to, to get that kind, to make any sort of demands in our yeah. rider that, that well, might be outlandish. Yeah. But interestingly enough, I just heard a uh, Morrissey, one of his riders from a show in Israel got leaked, and it was actually pretty interesting. He made the rule that nobody, no concessions in the entire venue uh, could sell any meat product, which I thought was pretty interesting. Wow. Well, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So, Young Rival, uh, we're going to hear a little bit of uh, your sound, uh, but people have, some people compare it to the Beatles, some uh, compare it to some uh, other 60s groups, but it certainly is not a 60s sound, but you have kind of a, a little bit of a garage sound with a little, some uh, sweet pop overlay on it. And uh, can you... How, how do you describe it to people if they ask you? Oh, I, I think you actually did a better job than I'd be able to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, we get a lot of a lot of people say that we sound like a '60s band, and certainly we we really admire a lot of the bands and how they used to write write songs and so, especially a band like the Kinks. Like I think they were a band that could right. uh, cover a lot of ground musically, whereas today. Uh, bands are sort of streamlined, and there's a very homogenous sound to a lot of bands, not a lot of variety. So I think we're a band that strives to be, yeah, both a rock and roll band and uh, kind of experiment with our more melodic side as well. Great. And you're the drummer for the band, and uh, i got to ask you do you, you, you do get enough protein to do all that drumming, right? Cause that's <laughs> I get plenty of protein. Yeah, I drink yeah. a lot of soy milk. So. Well, I, let me ask you, in your, in your Veg News quote, you, you make a reference to the movement toward veganism, which I took as a, you know, the world in general, the culture moving toward veganism, but are you yourself moving toward veganism? Oh, absolutely, yes. I, um, when I was away at school, I did a degree in philosophy, and I was really, really interested in animal rights, and to me, the, the whole philosophy of veganism and the arguments for it seem very, very persuasive, and I think, uh, you know, it's certainly a goal of mine. It's not something I'm, I'm currently practicing, but I have a lot of respect for, for the people that do. Right. Well, as long as as long as you're on the path, then uh, that's where we all are, pretty much. And so uh, now we're going to uh, we're going to hear a cut called "Your Island." And is there anything in particular we should know about this track from Young Rival? Uh, not too much. The song uh, sort of speaks for itself. I think it was written about a year ago, and we just recorded it in uh, at a studio in New York City. This uh, a few months back, and it will be on an upcoming release in the fall of okay. 2008. Great, and if people want to find out more about Young Rival, is uh, would they go to... Yeah, we have a website, uh, youngrival.com. It's okay. actually, we're sort of transforming it at the moment, so the better place to go is probably myspace.com slash youngrivalmusic. Okay, great. And we'll put those links in the show notes as well, and for now we're going to... Uh, play you out with uh, this track which uh, Young Rival has provided. So, Noah Freilich, again, thanks for being on VegCast. Yeah, thanks so much, Hans. I really appreciate it.
cold. Cold ending, as we used to say back in my disc jockey days. That was Young Rival with your island. You can find out more about them in the show notes at VegCast.com. But right now we have to turn our attention to the science. Our science fact this time around is Atkins Diet Vindicated, or is it? The headlines that you may have seen recently tended to fall uh, toward that angle of the Atkins Diet somehow being vindicated or shown to work uh, in this trial uh, that was published in the uh, New England Journal of Medicine, uh, in which uh, something that was supposedly based on the Atkins diet was compared with a not very low-fat, low-fat diet and uh, the so-called Mediterranean diet. And uh, this low-carb diet uh, actually came out with some positive benefits. And so the headlines, of course, uh, immediately uh, went to the, the old familiar tropes, low-carb plan, best in study is the headline on the USA Today uh, story. And I'll just read the lead of that. New research shows that dieters who followed a low-carbohydrate diet lost and kept off about 12 pounds over two years, losing more than others on a Mediterranean or restricted-fat diet. And this story, as with many others in the mainstream press, uh, this story in USA Today, which uh, is going to reach a lot of readers, uh, neglects to mention one salient detail about this low-carb diet. And that's something that uh, you may have found out if you read Newsweek, where Dean Ornish uh, immediately wrote a little piece that exposed this. But other people uh, have also pointed it out, and it was included in some of the coverage, but uh, not nearly enough. And that point is, uh, is found right here in the study itself where they describe this low-carb diet. Now, of course, I need not explain to you that uh, Americans in general associate low-carb and Atkins with animal fat, with being able to consume as much animal fat as they want, as much bacon, uh, hamburgers, uh, butter, all of that is fine. You just keep on piling that on and then don't eat any bread, and that's great. So uh, that's the general concept of it. But this particular diet, which the researchers designed this study and then went to Atkins, the Atkins Foundation, to uh, get funding for it, uh, has just one interesting detail. The low-carbohydrate diet, as it's uh, defined here on page 231 of the New England Journal of uh, Medicine, uh, the intakes of total calories, protein, and fat were not limited. However, the participants were counseled to choose vegetarian sources of fat and protein and to avoid trans fat. Now, we'll ignore the trans fat angle. Nobody's going to say trans fat's good for you, but uh, we will just note in passing, of course, that uh, trans fats, there are some, some trans fats in uh, animal fats which are known more for saturated fats, uh, but that's neither here nor there because the real key word here is vegetarian. People are being basically counseled how to eat vegetarian and do a low-carb vegetarian diet, and yet I did not see one headline out of the entire crop of coverage that said vegetarian low-carb plan uh, 
vindicated or comes out strongest in study. So again, the result of this is that this comes out saying, oh, Atkins or low carb or whatever that uh, just all get conflated in the public mind. Atkins is great. Go ahead and eat all the meat and all the animal protein, all the animal fat you want, because this one study has shown that that's fine. It's going to help you. And, of course, there are other studies that say otherwise, but, you know, you've got to weigh this against that, and the American public throws up their hands and says, I'm so confused, I don't know what to believe, which is perfect for those in the food industry that want to keep the American public confused and keep them thinking that there are not uh, certain irrefutable truths that they can learn and that have been confirmed over and over with sound science. So most of the American public will not actually find out that Atkins, uh, the Atkins diet as we know it, has not been vindicated uh, They, unless they happen to read some of the versions of this story that did include uh, the point about the uh, vegetarian basis of that low-carb plan or, of course, unless they were fortunate enough to tune in and listen to the science. Okay, it's time to get out of here, but before I go, I want to remind you that this VegCast is sponsored by Farm Fresh Express. They make healthy easy. That's going to do it for this special Vegetarian Musicians Edition of VegCast, and thanks to Lisa Mickleborough for doing that. Uh, cover story and for uh, helping us out and uh, showing up on this podcast. Of course, thanks also to Noah Freilich of Young Rival, and we'll be watching their progress to see uh, what goes on there and whether they get to the point of having a rider like Morrissey's. Thank you for downloading VegCast, and I'll be back at you very soon with a feature interview recorded at Summerfest. Until then, please get out there and live like you mean it.